You are listening to episode number 182, number 182, numero 182. Amigos y amigas, welcome to English Made Simple. My name is Milena from EnglishMadeSimple.net, EnglishMadeSimple.net. How are ya? How are you guys doing? Hope you guys are doing well. I'm doing fantastic, okay? I'm really excited about today's episode. Today's episode is a bit different. It's really cool. We are going to be chatting with Eduardo, Eduardo from Venezuela. Well, anyway, Eduardo will explain where he's exactly from. Um, but I'm excited about today's episode because if you guys remember last episode, uh, last episode and the episode before, I was uh, looking for some uh, survivors of IELTS. IELTS is this um, awful English exam that we have to do. Some of us really <laughs> have to do it uh, if they are planning to move overseas uh, for study or just to move to live overseas. Now, Eduardo is a survivor of IELTS, so that's pretty cool. So that's exciting as well. And Eduardo was kind enough to share some tips with us. He's sharing his experience with IELTS and He's sharing his experience uh, of moving to Australia. He's, he's moved his whole family to Australia. So before we begin the chat with Eduardo, I just want to let you guys know that there won't be a uh, transcript to this episode. I'm just going to be taking notes and I'm going to post the notes to the show on the website just to let you know in advance, all right? And also, I want you to listen to the end of the episode because I'm going to be sharing a couple of more tips with you. Uh, Eduardo has uh, shared a couple of more tips with you guys, but we didn't have time to cover those uh, during our chat. So I'm just going to add that in at the end of the episode. Now, Again, I need to let you know that if you're planning to move overseas, like if you're planning to come to Australia or if you're already living in Australia, I have prepared a guide to help you, uh, to help you with your life in Australia. It's going to be easier. All right. So if you go to englishmadesimple.net slash guide, G-U-I-D-E, you can simply download that guide and It is for you if you are planning to come to Australia or you're already living in Australia, right? So just wanted to mention that as well. Now, I think we are ready. We are ready to chat with Eduardo, okay? Let's get cracking. Welcome, welcome Eduardo um, to this little EMS community. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining me today. And um, I know that you are one of the survivors of IELTS. And that's the reason that I wanted to speak with you today. That's the reason I wanted to have a quick chat to you because I know that you can share some tips with my um, listeners, with the EMS community. And I know you can kind of like encourage them to keep going. Okay. 
Uh, and uh, I'm going to ask you to introduce yourself first, maybe to share uh, your story with us, like where you're from, how long have you been living in Australia, because now I understand you live in Australia. So I'll just pass the mic over to you and you can start uh, talking about yourself. Thank you, Milena. Thank you for having me. Um, yeah, as you said, um, I'm from Venezuela. Well, actually, I was born in Ecuador, but mm -hmm. um, my parents moved uh, to Venezuela when I was just three years old. So I feel more like Venezuelan person than Ecuadorian. And yeah, I have been living here in Australia about uh, five years now. <laughs> So yeah, it has been a nice experience. I am, yes, I am one of the IELTS survivors. <laughs> I, I had to say I failed the exam uh, four times. So <laughs> yeah. It's normal, uh, isn't it? <laughs> I, normal. I don't know if it's normal, but yeah, uh, it was very frustrating for me. Uh, well, when I started all of this, uh, I didn't have uh, any English, you know, just the basic uh, mm -hmm. English from school. Uh, so I had to start practically from the beginning. Mm -hmm. So the first time, uh, in my case, uh, listening was always uh, the headache. <laughs> um, so yeah, I started uh, yeah, just taking uh, some classes with uh, teachers in, uh, back in Venezuela. Mm -hmm. And well, these teachers were focused in IELTS because I considered that IELTS is more uh, tests with techniques more than English. <laughs> of course, yeah. it's English, but so it's an exam that is based more in techniques. So uh, any people learning about IELTS, I think they need to know about the techniques. Mm -hmm. So yeah, uh, that's my a little bit of my background <laughs> with IELTS. So you've been, um, so you did the IELTS in Venezuela because you had to do it for visa to come to Australia. Is that right? For the permanent visa? Yes, correct. Uh, so yeah, one of the requirements to apply for the permanent resident visa was to, to have the IELTS. Mm -hmm. So I just started the process like long time ago, uh, about, uh, wow, uh, nine years or something like that ago. Uh, so when I started, actually, uh, I needed six on each uh, band. And uh, yes, yeah, so the you first time. Six, wow. Yes, yeah, six, which was quite easy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, as I said before, uh, in my case, uh, listening was always a headache. So the first time I got the six in all of them, yeah. uh, sorry, in everything, but... Um, listening oh. i got 5.5 in listening so, <laughs> so yeah um, <laughs> yeah that's the thing so, yeah so this is um wh when was that when did you do ielts because that was the requirement that that has changed you know i remember like six years ago maybe they needed a five to come to Australia, but uh, you mentioned the six in all disciplines. Yeah, I don't recall exactly what year it was, but if I had been here for five years, I guess it was around mm -hmm. nine years okay. ago. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So it was six, then uh, they increased the note to seven. Mm. Then the one of these immigrant agents, they recommended to, to apply for a... Um, how do they call it, uh, a sponsorship visa mm -hmm. with Victoria sponsorship. Mm -hmm. 
And in order to apply for that one, uh, I just needed 6.5. Okay. So, <laughs> but the thing is that you need the score in all, you know, in listening, yeah. reading, writing. So it's all the four, which mm. makes the exam a little bit more trickier. Yeah, it does. All the, all four disciplines, and they and as you said, when you said IELTS is a technique, it's it is it is all about the skill, you know, and knowing the questions and um, understanding the the format of the test. That's correct. Like you, it doesn't teach you English; it teaches you how to answer those questions. <laughs> really? Yes, that's correct. Because actually, at the beginning, when I was just. Uh, learning about I guess I was scared about the speaking because I had never I never had the opportunity of speaking with someone in English so for me that was the scaring part but after uh, practicing practically the first part is you you memorize what you are going to say because it's like introduce yourself uh, yourself uh, what's your name what do you do and yeah Mm -hmm. so the first at least five to ten minutes is just you can learn by heart what you're going to say. Yeah. And so, yeah. Uh, but in the end, as I said, listening. <laughs> yeah, listening, right. Listening yes. Is, uh, it is tricky. I, I try to do one uh, without preparing for IELTS. I remember when I tried to do it myself, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, of course, I understand English. I can, <laughs> you know, I, can, I listen to English all the time. But it's not, it, it, it is actually a skill to do listening yes. files. Yes. Like you do need to practice a lot. You do need to do all of the past questions and to, to uh, ensure a good score. Um, what I want to say is, uh, so what would you advise to somebody now doing IELTS or preparing for IELTS? Like what, what do you think can help somebody to, um, uh, to, get, to, to get the right score? How, how can they pre- start preparing for IELTS? Well, I think that the first thing is to find out what your weakness is. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably not everyone uh, fail with the listening. Probably, for example, I have a friend that actually his English uh, is very good, but he always fail in the reading, which is supposed to be the easiest. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so for some reason, his English is perfect. But I don't know, for some reason, he always failed in reading. Uh, so the first thing I think people need to realize what the weakness uh, is. So mm-hmm. probably writing, you know, the grammar part. Uh, yeah, in my case, it was uh, the listening. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I will say that the first part is to seek what is your weakness. Mm-hmm. And the second thing is, uh, I will say, to seek uh, help from someone who is familiar from the exam. Because probably you can practice listening. Yeah, it's easier to practice reading, probably. Mm-hmm. But writing and speaking, you need someone to advise to correct you, probably grammatical uh, expressions that you are mm-hmm. uh, mispronunciations and things like that. So, yeah, I will say that seek mm-hmm. for help. Yes, yeah, seek for <laughs> help, for sure. Like, yes. that, that definitely can speed up uh, the, the whole process for you. You know, like if you get help from somebody to give you feedback because that's really important. Like uh, if you are doing, if you need write, if you're writing or if you need to improve writing, you do need feedback from somebody to tell you if you're on the right track, if yes. you're doing it right or not. That's correct. Because uh, as we said, it's just technique. So sometimes uh, 
the, for example, the essays, they have like a specific format and they start like at the beginning with just uh, like an introduction of the topic, then just few words to complement it. So mm -hmm. if you write more than, I think it's 300 words, I have forgotten. <laughs> It's not good. For the if you writing, write uh, yeah. less than that, I think, yeah. yeah, exactly, something like that. If you write less, it's not good as well either. Uh, so yeah, mm -hmm. uh, seek for advice. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know what? I want to ask you. Like, I know uh, I understand that you're working in um, Australia now. Do you think IELTS uh, has helped you um, at all to prepare for for work? When you have to work? Uh, not really. <laughs> <laughs> not really. Um, no. So when I arrived in Australia, I thought my English was like intermediate levels, like mm -hmm. 6.5. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, when, when you face, and especially in my case, it was the first time uh, facing an English uh, speaking country. Uh, so yeah, the different accents that you find people from different countries is not only a matter of English, it's a matter of understanding different accents like, you know, Chinese, uh, well, and especially in Melbourne that there are yes. <laughs> in Melbourne, people, yeah. people from everywhere. Uh, yes. Yeah, so IELTS probably nothing to do <laughs> with, with, with this, um, probably writing. Yes. Uh, It helped me when you need to send emails and, mm -hmm. you know, make a report and things like that. It will help you. But, yeah, the mm -hmm. only way to face it is to speak it and to, yeah, uh, find someone who can, <laughs> at least you can practice. It doesn't have to be perfect. Uh, mm -hmm. If you have a friend who is kind of in intermediate level, just try and don't be afraid of making mistakes of pronounce, mm -hmm. you know, make pronunciation mistakes and things like that mm -hmm. uh, so yeah what about listening like to Australian accents oh <laughs> my god I'm still dealing with it <laughs> <laughs> you're dealing after, with it oh my goodness yeah after five years I'm still uh, yeah <laughs> trying to understand some Australian people <laughs> yeah I was just watching TV just before we met and uh, I was watching somebody uh, speak um, On TV, uh, he's from Queensland. Now, Queensland is another state in Australia, and they have really, they have a strong Australian accent. And, oh, yes. Um, and uh, they, they really extend their vowels, and they sound different to Melbournians or the Adelaideans, you know, like they sound really different. But yeah, even to me now, after 10 years, I sometimes really struggle understanding Australian um, accent when it's a really, really a heavy Australian accent. But there yes. are many different accents I want to point yeah, out. Yes, so in my case, for example, people from India, oh my God, mm -hmm. at the beginning was like, I couldn't understand. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, you're dealing with people from uh, different countries. So obviously you're dealing with different accents, especially at work. Um, and right. I remember when I was working a uh, long time ago, um, I remember working with different um, people from different cultures and backgrounds and it was rare to hear an Australian accent actually <laughs> <laughs> that's correct <laughs> end, yeah um, but anyway so um, I know that uh, so yeah now you live in Australia and um, would you advise your friends to come to Australia do you like it that's what I'm trying to say do you like it there do you like Melbourne 
Oh yeah, it's a nice country, a beautiful city. I, I'm talking about Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I like in here is the that diverse diversity. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so the weather is nice, even though it changes every minute. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, and what I like from Australia is that people are very patient if you if they don't understand they try to help you or if you don't get something and mm-hmm. they you can freely say sorry I don't understand and generally they will try to help you uh, different so for example I had the opportunity to be in the USA before coming here and in USA people are very um, impatient impatient yeah (laughs) they they don't like if you don't speak properly they immediately they say okay i don't know what you're saying (laughs) in here now in here at least melbourne uh, i i have lived only in melbourne only Mm -hmm. Uh, i don't know sydney and other cities but at least Mm -hmm. in melbourne people are very friendly and they are always uh, willing to help you and it's something that i really enjoy of living here have you tried different cuisine like different uh, food because Melbourne is, as you said, very diverse and they, they have uh, all sorts of uh, food from all parts of the world. Um, do you, have you tried any food that you haven't tried before, like the Thai food or something like yeah, that? Yes, exactly. Oh, that's uh, something very, because back in Venezuela, we don't have that variety of uh, different flavors. So mm-hmm. I have tried Indian cuisine and um, yeah, Thailand, this uh, Thai. We say Thai. Thai, yes. Thai food. Um, yeah, <laughs> Vietnamese. Uh, yes. Uh, all those kind of uh, combinations, and they are very delicious. Mm-hmm. When yeah. I when I went to visit uh, Chile, I remember especially I missed uh, this uh, food, like different cuisine that you can choose. Oh, I feel like eating Indian today, or I feel like eating um, Thai food today. You know, like. Uh, um some you don't get that i guess you don't get that um diversity from other countries if you if you live in other countries you don't get to try different foods um, yes. so my question was would you recommend your friends for example to come to australia uh yes of course well that's i consider that that's something very personal mm-hmm. uh, it's a beautiful country yes it is uh, but on the other hand, uh, especially if you're coming from uh, South America, mm-hmm. uh, Australia is like going to the moon. So it's like <laughs> too far. So That's the only disadvantage. Yeah, exactly. It's the only disadvantage that friends will tell you, oh, why are you living in Australia? It's too far. So <laughs> and tickets, are, <laughs> tickets are very expensive. So it's like exactly. So be prepared if... If, especially if you are a family person, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. be prepared to, yeah, exactly. It's something that in my case, uh, well, I think probably, uh, I don't know, your listeners know that in Venezuela, the situation at the moment mm-hmm. is not so good. So in my case, it was like a B plan. I never planned like moving to Australia. Uh, this was my B plan. And unfortunately, I had to apply it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you had to leave. Yes. yes. It was kind of same in my in my situation as well. My my dad uh, decided to move the whole family because the economic situation was really bad. Yes. Back, in, back in the nineties, you know. 
Mm. So, yeah, we came uh, to New Zealand. <laughs> New Zealand <laughs> is another country. It's really beautiful, um, beautiful country. But Australia has more opportunities. Um, yes, exactly. For everything, yeah. yeah. Yeah, especially if you are in the IT. I think in IT there are plenty of jobs. So jobs. So. Mm, yeah. yeah, IT, mining, uh, like construction. It's very, uh, it's very active here in Australia. The yes. construction um, industry. Yep. Yeah. Have you uh, have you come across any snakes? No. Uh, have you seen a kangaroo yet? <laughs> kangaroos, yeah, I have seen some kangaroos around. Uh, but thankfully, nor spiders, nor <laughs> snakes. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Thankfully, I haven't. Thankfully, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have a friend in Queensland. Uh, well, that's a tropical state, so you get to see all sorts of things. And when you get to travel with family to Queensland, maybe you will see some big spiders. That <laughs> these spiders don't exist in Victoria State or South Australia, um, but in Queensland you get to see snakes, uh, pythons, I think they have, Ooh. and which are friend like I wouldn't say friendly, <laughs> but they don't they're not venomous, and uh, people do have them in backyards, <laughs> things like that. Oh really? <laughs> send me a photo. My friend sent me a photo of um, uh, a snake in neighbor's backyard. He goes, "Oh, look at this! Uh, look at my pet." Or something like that. I was like, "What? <laughs> it's crazy." But yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen a snake. Uh, I think it's too cold for snakes in Melbourne. Yeah, correct. I think so. Yeah, thankfully. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, um, Eduardo, for uh, joining me today and for sharing your story as well. For talking about IELTS. You're the real survivor of IELTS and a winner as well. <laughs> yes. um, and I, I'm sure that your story will, you know, encourage other listeners or um, encouraged by students as well who are about to do IELTS. Uh, it's going to really encourage them to keep going and not give up. Yes, exactly. That's something important. Don't give up. Keep trying. I know that is very disappointing um, after three, four times mm -hmm. you say, oh, probably I won't do it, but no, yeah. uh, don't give up. Keep trying, keep trying. And mm -hmm. yeah, um, IELTS is just a requirement. It has nothing mm -hmm. to do with English. So yeah. don't get disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's learning the skill of IELTS. Yeah, that, that's pass. correct. <laughs> All, All right, right, Milena, well, thank you for having me. All what you do is very remarkable. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much. Uh, I know that is a good material for people studying English. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you oh. for your time and effort. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Nice to have you here. And there we have it, boys and girls. That was our chat with Eduardo. I hope you enjoyed that chat. He shared quite a lot uh, with um, regards to IELTS and also with his experience of living overseas in Australia. <laughs> All right, so I just wanted to mention those uh, last two tips that we didn't have time to cover in our chat. Tip number one was, this is related to the speaking component of the exam. In the speaking part of the exam, remember, don't be afraid to make stuff up. You can invent something if you... 
if there was an answer that required you to think for quite a long time, you know, maybe you don't have experience with something, you don't, you've never visited a museum before, and the question is asking you to talk about a museum, uh, so just make something up, you know, that's fine to do. There's no wrong or right answer per se, but just make something up. Just imagine if you were in a museum and uh, start talking about that. So that was tip number one was just to not be afraid to make stuff up, <laughs> okay? And uh, tip number two that Eduardo wanted to share with you guys is sometimes we have to write things that you know maybe we don't necessarily agree with those topics it goes against our beliefs like for example i'm going to use eduardo's example he mentioned a question for example regarding kids playing outside so what do you think about kids playing outside is this good for kids or bad for kids so i'm just paraphrasing at the moment um, but uh, imagine if that was the question and you always teach your kids not to play outside, okay? But for this question, maybe there are more reasons to include for playing outside. Maybe there are more reasons to include for kids to be playing outside. Well, there are more advantages for kids to be playing outside. So sometimes we have to kind of go against our uh, beliefs and against our feelings sometimes so maybe opt for the answer that gives you the most reasons okay so that was in the writing part of the exam excellent i hope that makes sense amigos y amigas now before we finish don't forget to download the free guide at englishmadesimple.net slash guide okay this is for people who are planning to come to australia or who are already in Australia, okay? I'm sharing some tips with you guys on how you can quickly settle in. Great! Thank you for joining me today. Thanks for listening to this episode of English Made Simple. You've been an amazing audience. You've been jamming with Milena from English Made Simple. Until next time, hasta la próxima! Mm-hmm.